0: hello 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 (laughs) (laughs)
1: Oh,
0: Oh. i have to tell you that um anna and i have this little ritual as we start our podcast (laughs) and um it's just to help us to line everything up and to help with all the editing and um so we have a little pause which you know normally kind of feels quite centery and quite mm-hmm. relaxed and mm-hmm. then we follow with some claps to line up the recording. All of that felt quite difficult to do. <laughs> it did. It did. <laughs> Not sure how this one's going to go.
1: <laughs> we have no idea. No. Yeah, it's funny because we feel really silly because we sit there like clapping in tandem together across yeah. the Atlantic and we just feel yeah. like just absolute bonkers but but it, it it also gets us in a giggly mood and I think that's really important to yeah. what we do.
0: <laughs> it does get us in a giggly mood. Yeah. But it is kind of like a, um, it is a definite ritual and it's mm. kind of like that pre-match thing that you do. Yeah, it is. So we're just getting ready to go in and yeah, signals to start.
1: It, 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 does, Game it does. Game on. Game on. <laughs> Game on. on. As, um, as a Canadian, it's kind of a thing. And I didn't used to play hockey, but there's a lot of us Canadians who will play hockey out on the road, right? And so if a car comes by, everyone yells car, and then they move the net and everybody scatters to the side, mm. the car passes, then it's like, game on, and everybody oh. gets back into the middle of the road. So, oh, well,
0: you'd be used to it then, yeah. Oh, definitely. yeah. This mm. Speaks to
1: me as a Canadian. Okay. So Good. how has your day been? How has your week been?
0: Yeah, um, good, thank you. Yeah, the weather's still absolutely bonkers. Um, so one minute, glorious sunshine. Uh, the next minute, you genuinely feel like your house is going to take off. Oh. Um, so yeah, I was I was driving for a period of 20 minutes and I had my sunglasses on one minute. The windscreen wipers on pretty much full blown as fast as you could get them the next minute. Wow. Wow. So it's just bonkers right it's now. It's blustery. I'm ready for it to be over. I'm ready for beach weather. Thank you very much. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Yes, indeed. Yeah. Mm. So, yeah. I'm good. I'm good. How are you?
1: Uh, Good, good. So we are, it's a bit of a last minute thing, but me and my dude are going on a vacation. Oh. I know. I don't even know how to do this. So um, we're, because we just (laughs) realized we're starting to develop roots in our apartment. Like we're we're starting to become part of the walls and the fixtures. It's time to get out. And this, and we're both double vaccinated and that sort of thing, or we've had our two shots. And we're like, we have to get out because if we don't get out, I don't think we ever will because it just feels like, so we haven't taken a plane since the pandemic started. We haven't gone anywhere. Anyways, so we're going to Fort Lauderdale. We're going to go on a beach. I know. And I'm terrified Mm -hmm. because I'm not personally worried about the the virus. I'm just worried about doing something wrong, being a public health menace, you know, all these messages. I just... I just don't know, like there's no off switch to this pandemic and it's certainly yeah. raging in many parts of the world still, but like, how to be normal. Anyways, so this weekend is going to be an exercise in how to be normal.
0: Oh, wicked. Mm-hmm, well, mm-hmm. have an amazing time. I'm slightly oh. jealous. I kind of feel like, <laughs> yeah. I feel like I'm still at that position where I can't even think about being away. Yes. Or yes. life outside of this house. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> My problem is I am like, I'm a big hugger. I'm a big kind of Just, I like being with people and I Mm. don't know how to not, how to do that with two meters distance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I I think that I'd break all the rules, but without (laughs) meaning to. Yeah, yes. Not intentionally. Yeah.
1: Oh, I I, I hear you. We just, we don't know how to be with each other anymore and we're going to have to practice. Yeah. And of course, you know. Also asking permission to get into people's space if we are going to get yes. into their space and knowing your own personal boundaries. I guess this yes. is a big, huge global lesson in consent, guys.
0: <laughs> it is. It is indeed. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, well, have an amazing time. Maybe start preparing now because yeah. it's probably going to take that long because you're not be used to packing a bag. <laughs> I mean, yes,
1: exactly. I'm already thinking like, how do I pack yeah. a bag? What do I do at what check-in? Is the packing list? Yes, what yes. is a packing list? Well, how do I conduct myself in the airport and in public spaces?
0: Where even is the suitcase? <laughs> I have no idea. I haven't seen oh it for three God, years. Where is know. it exactly? It's like God piled under all the sweatpants
1: and all the yeah. like, you know my my workplace, uh, like my work blouses and my ratty pants. You know, because on Zoom yeah. calls we haven't had. Yeah, I'm gonna have to get some presentable bottoms out for this darn trip. <laughs>
0: and Anna's also getting, like yeah. you, you, you heard it here first Anna's getting a presentable bottom out <laughs> oh yeah
1: <laughs> yes you did and actually that brings me to like the if you hear uh you know from the southern states that there was this large flash of light and uh blinding light that would be my my butt and my legs but I've not <laughs> seen the sunshine
0: Oh my gosh! Oh, well, listen, just stay away from patrol cars, okay? <laughs> oh gosh! Yes, I know. We know how you've been attracting law enforcement agencies. I have recently. been
1: attracted so, though yeah. by boats, by <laughs> helicopters, and yeah. by land cruisers. I know. I'm gonna have yeah. to get away from the cops.
0: Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> <Yeah>.
1: <laughs> Good idea. Oh,
0: we're well, having an amazing time. Very jealous. Oh, thank um, you. But yeah. delighted for you too. Ah, uh,
1: yes. Thank you yes. so much. Yes. So, do you have any relationship correspondence news that can take me out on my trip?
0: I most certainly do. Oh, yeah. And actually, you Sweet. could put this into practice um, <gasps> during your little trip. Oh, yes.
1: Hello. Okay. So,
0: following on from last week when the hot topic was to flirt or not to flirt. <gasps> oh, today I have some effective tips on how to flirt according to the experts
1: <laughs> okay so i guess we've we've uh concluded that flirting is on okay go on i'm very excited flirting is
0: most definitely on listen it's been a very boring year we need to oh, spice things yes. up a bit hell yeah we don't actually know how to be with each other in mm-hmm. a sexual way anymore mm-hmm. so there's a whole host of people that are coming out of lockdown going mm-hmm. into the dating realm again they've kind of forgotten this skill of flirting <laughs> yeah. we've got a whole host of partners who've been locked up together not really even noticing each other that yes. just needs some some tips here to get yeah. things a little bit spicy again
1: <laughs> oh nice getting the presentable <laughs> bottoms out okay go on yeah
0: what I didn't see was my lovely little shoulder shrug. Oh, she's there. got a
1: shoulder shimmy going on, guys. <laughs> oh, it's all
0: going on, all going on. Uh, <laughs> so the first thing that you need to do is to compliment someone. Oh, yeah. Okay, tell us how so we do t- that again. <laughs> <laughs> so do you remember the days where I used to say to a man, Oh, you're looking mighty fine today. <laughs>
1: Oh my god. (laughs) That's awesome. We struggle to do laundry and like to launder shirts, you know, more than wearing them four times. Okay. (laughs) Okay, okay.
0: Next time your man puts a clean shirt on. (laughs) Looking good, by the way.
1: (laughs) Oh my god, this has been a long pandemic. Okay, good. Okay, so the bar is not like a handsome suit, just a clean shirt. Okay, perfect. I can do this. We'll,
0: we'll start with that, right? Okay, that happens we're going to have low expectations, okay? okay? They're wearing clean underpants and a clean shirt.
1: Oh, shit. Okay, so, oh, oh, is that too? Okay. <laughs>
0: Looking good. Looking good. Okay.
1: All right. Sounds good.
0: <laughs> okay, so the next thing is you want to show some interest in their life.
1: Oh, Oh, again, that's a showstopper. Okay.
0: Really? Do I have to? What's going on?
1: Okay, show some. Okay, all right.
0: Yeah, so give somebody the opportunity to talk about something that they're interested in. Yes. Really helps to build rapport between each other.
1: Yes, true. Okay, okay. Sounds good.
0: Yeah, so start to build up some of those skills and be genuinely interested in your partner or your um, floating opposite. Yes. Mm, okay.
1: And it might be something like, so what vaccine did you get?
0: Yeah. <laughs> but you know Ooh, what? Like just
1: Just go with it, guys, okay? <laughs> don't, you don't have to knock it out of the park the first time.
0: <laughs> Doc Anna's bringing out the medical flirting. Oh, hell yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> did you get the aches after your second dose?
0: <laughs> <laughs> you may need to polish up on your rash. On <laughs> your flirting skins flirting. a little bit.
1: <laughs> it's a, oh, it's I'm I'm the the light has the go the light has gone on after the night after the night has ended and I'm realizing it's been a rough pandemic. Okay, I have some
0: work to do. Go yeah, on. it has been a rough pandemic, you're right. <laughs> especially with all (laughs) slains.
1: Sarah's got the uh, one eyebrow up. She's like, oh no, Anna, I think we need to put you through an intensive program.
0: (laughs) Yeah, we need some, um, after the podcast, we'll just do a little bit of extra work. (laughs) It'll be fine, I promise. You'll be well sorted by your weekend away. (laughs) Oh my God, I feel like
1: the teacher is keeping me back after class.
0: Yeah, but for good reasons, love, good, good reasons.
1: Reason. You're the best teacher ever. Okay, go on.
0: <laughs> think think about it in a different way, mindset shift. Mindset <laughs> shift, yes,
1: the opportunity. <laughs>
0: exactly, exactly. Oh. So the next thing on the list is let them catch you looking at them.
1: <gasps> oh, oh, I, sir, I love your saucy, <laughs> catchy, oh my gosh. Your Those steamy looks
0: look. across the kitchen. Ooh. Those steamy looks across the pile of laundry. Oh,
1: hello. <laughs> oh, wow. Yes. Oh so my gosh. So, yeah, let dishes. them just
0: oh. catch a glimpse.
1: Oh, yeah? yes. Okay. Nice. Okay. That little
0: rock. I can tell I'm getting in the mood. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Totally. Um, the next thing to do is to remember to smile.
1: Oh, yeah. There's that, yeah. too. <laughs>
0: so turn is that front else having upside a down, down.
1: <laughs> yeah turn that front upside down okay smile yes, Laugh, smile. maybe yes, yes. Okay, show off good.
0: your true beauty
1: yes okay sounds good I can yeah yes. got it mm-hmm.
0: so it says here remember to bring the smile to your eyes to warm your eyes oh, up oh
1: yes
0: okay okay okay, okay. yep mm-hmm. so the next thing on the list is leave it on a light hearted note oh it says, if you're going to flirt with somebody at work, although we're not sure you're allowed to flirt at work. But anyway, the ar- this yep. is the article speaking, not me. Yeah, got it. At an event or with your own partner at home, the brilliant flirty trick to do is to make something funny or suggestive and then leave them.
1: <laughs> okay, so drop a little bombshell, a little yeah. coy bombshell.
0: Yeah, and then just leave it there.
1: Does that, now again, I'm in remediation here. So is it like, <laughs> I'm not wearing any panties. And then I go, so, see, I gotta go.
0: <laughs> Something
1: like that. <laughs> I really do need extra work, don't I? <laughs> okay, Sarah's just like, oh shit, I'm done with you.
0: <laughs> that, um, that half an hour has just turned into an hour. <laughs> I hope you've cleared your schedule. <laughs> it's like
1: detention. Okay. <laughs>
0: so nothing not like that? No, no, no! Oh, okay. okay. All right, (laughs) okay. okay. (laughs) So then we've got make a physical connection. Now this is right up my street. On your street. So this is a little touch on the arm, or just something, just lighthearted, just to let them know that you're there. A little touch on the wrist or the hand. Oh, nice! Yeah. Yeah. Oh,
1: beautiful! I love how that plays to your strengths, right? I love that that just knocks it out of the park. You're like. I do that all the time. That is my signature yeah. style.
0: Yeah. Although, as I learned last week, maybe it shouldn't be. <laughs> ah,
1: well, just the, you know. Dep- it depends who
0: you're doing it with, right?
1: Yeah, it's 2021. Yeah. There you go. Yeah.
0: Um, and now we're on to the last one. So the last one is the eye-mouth contact. Okay. <laughs> I was waiting for Anna's reaction. She's like, I haven't got a clue what you're talking about. No, I Oh,
1: <laughs> I'm real. Okay.
0: So this is one of the things. Did you not learn this when you were younger about how to it was in all those um those Jackie magazines about how to attract a man?
1: Oh, like seventeen magazines or teeny yeah. or whatever. Yep. Yeah.
0: Yeah, so all of those. So this is where you look at somebody's mouth in a subtle or not so subtle way and then you start to kind of indicate so you go from the eye to the mouth to indicate that you're interested in something a little bit more romantic.
1: Oh I didn't ever learn that no wonder I mm-hmm. kind of struck out a lot in life. Yeah. Oh okay okay.
0: It does say don't overdo it though and I can imagine <laughs> <laughs> if you went a bit too far it might look like there's some sort of an affliction going on there.
1: Well, okay. So, if I may, okay. Here's my scarring story. I remember being out Ooh. in a bar. I was in my, I think I was in my grad program at the time, so I was in my early twenties. And I was, I don't know, I talking to a friend about how I was like going to go in and kiss some guy, or whatever, or something like that. Mm-hmm. And I don't remember this, but my friend does, and she never, she never let me forget it. I apparently looked at this guy and licked my lips. Oh,
0: <gasps> yes, that sort of thing. That's no, but get it wasn't.
1: It wasn't seductive. It was like, it it looked lecherous. And she was like, you are (laughs) the, uh, no wonder. And of course, number one, kiss never happened. Number two, did not bag that guy at all no mm. that didn't that didn't work was it more right. like
0: sort of cleaning like the spaghetti yes. from Ram mouth yes. rather than a kind of tip of it, the tongue it,
1: it was not oh it was not tip of the tongue it was entire right. it was entire tongue yeah and that stayed with me so this whole mm. my fear is that if I do the eye mouth thing I may just like yeah. do a good old lick of my mouth and and
0: <laughs>
1: I can't be trusted
0: to type yeah yeah <laughs> Well, maybe just try out a couple of the things, a couple of suggestions. I don't think yeah. you need to do all of them. Just yeah. pick a couple of little moves and yeah. work on them while you're away with your hubby. Oh, yeah. Okay, Bring the good. spice back up.
1: Yes. Yes. Very nice. Oh, thank you. That is totally <laughs> playful. <laughs> I, I love the fact that, look, guys, I think we can all agree we've gotten out of shape. We're out of practice. Yes. We've got a lot of great stuff to do in the coming months. Yeah. A lot of yeah. getting back on the horse.
0: Yeah, just imagine your date and your other half for the first time. Oh. How would yeah. things be? Yeah.
1: Oh, that was mm. spicy indeed. It's time yeah. to go back to those days. Okay. Yes. Well, I thank you for that. And on the spice. Yeah. <laughs> All right.
0: Should we do a hot topic?
1: <laughs> Speaking of spicy, let's do it. <laughs> it's
0: me from one spiciness to another. Oh,
1: yeah. <laughs>
0: Today's hot topic is, are you a rescuer in your relationship? Oh, yes. Mm.
1: I don't think we have been here before, actually. No, we haven't covered this one. Yeah. And it's
0: quite an interesting topic, isn't it?
1: It is. It is. Mm. Yeah. So I think a lot of people will be like, what's a rescuer? Do you want to tell us what that is?
0: Yeah, so a rescuer is somebody who always wants to jump in and um and save the situation. Mm. So they will fix things for you. They will believe that they have the solution. Mm. But what they also do in the process of that is they're not doing it for just to kind of fix the problem. Mm. There's more to it that's underneath the situation. So there's an avoidance of conflict. So mm. I'm not I don't want to have conflict, so I'm going to avoid that by taking over, smoothing things over, making everything okay. Mm. If I feel like you're the victim and you're helpless, then that places me in a position where I feel better about myself because Mm. underneath there's less self-confidence. So in order to feel confident and to feel like I've got some self-worth, then I do that by rescuing other people, by um, having all of that external validation instead of having Mm. validation internally. Mm -hmm. um there's also a thing where as the rescuer you kind of want to be the champion in the relationship and prove Mm. and demonstrate that you're you're the nice one you're the good one you're the lovable one Mm. and a lot of that is then linked to that lack of self-worth underneath because generally you don't feel that lovable so it's trying Mm. to promote situations where they can get that gratitude and um and feel like they're in a loving happy relationship Mm mm-hmm Oh, that
1: completely makes sense. I think that the more extreme
0: kind is if people
1: find themselves having a series of relationships with people who struggle with addiction and dependence. Mm. And so if you really find yourself turned on to the really sort of smoldering person who has a real issue with drugs or alcohol, and you Mm -hmm. find yourself being the person who's, you know, helping somebody as they're hung over all day, and you're the one preparing the meals and you're if you find yourself always sort of in that mending role, yeah. then the spotlight is always on that person. The yes. other person is being the broken one, the person with the problem. But what it's actually masking, and this can often happen, you know, if somebody who who struggles with addiction and, and substance dependence, if they actually start to do some work in a 12-step program or through therapy mm. or whatnot, the person who has been enabling them this whole time, the spotlight tends to shift back onto the person, the rescuer, to say, Hey, what's going on with you? Yeah, and why
0: this pattern? And they don't know what to do with that because the yeah. whole reason that they're doing all the rescuing is actually because they don't want to. Um, they don't want to be in the spotlight. Yeah, so they want to put all that aside, and they'll very often yeah. um, be viewed or they want to be viewed as this, you know, the um, selfless person who yes. puts everybody else's needs above their own. Yeah. But it's genuinely because they don't understand their own needs yeah. and how to get them met. And they don't know who they truly are or they're trying to avoid a situation or uh, some feelings that they've got about themselves. Yeah.
1: Which is often a feeling of like, I'm a hot mess or somebody yeah. told me I'm a hot mess or that I'm yeah. no good or that I don't yeah. deserve anything. So let me find like a truly hot mess so I can kind of <laughs> hide yeah. behind the, the what seems to be the larger disorder. Mm. Yeah, yeah, that's so true. And that that's something that we see a lot of with clients who say, you know, I keep attracting the same person, or I'm, I find the same kind of person attractive.
0: Mm-hmm. I, you know, I'm
1: not attracted to somebody who has their shit together, for example. Yeah. And again, because the people who we're attracted to uh, are reinforcing the messages that we believe, and so yeah. if we have negative messages, if we believe in messages that are not true and they're negative to us, we're going to be seeking out that person who reinforces that same message. Yeah. That's what forms the basis of our attraction. Oh my gosh. So I imagine if somebody's listening, they might be like, hmm, that sounds kind of familiar. I might be mm. a little bit of a, I've, I am totally a rescuer.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I, I've definitely had moments of rescuing. Yeah. I think yeah. I'm less a rescuer now than I used to be. Yes. I can kind of see that there's been a shift over time. Yeah. But yeah, definitely a need to kind of fix everyone else's problems, solve the yeah. world crisis. Like I'm right there. I used to be right there. Yeah. Yeah. Hit me up. Yeah. I'll sort it out. For <laughs> sure. I've thrived on guys desiring
1: me because I am a lifeline for something, because mm. I make them feel good when they're feeling really bad. And mm. I have enjoyed that. And yeah. I, I agreed, I am now starting to come out of that and being like, wait a minute, I think these, I think these people are kind of like weighing me down because it yeah. just turns out that I'm starting to tune into what I actually want to do in life. And yeah. that's no longer serving me.
0: No, and and that's the thing. It won't bring you long-term happiness. It brings you a bit of a kind of short-term boost. Yeah. Um, It's a bit like when you have that chocolate bar and you feel great, but it doesn't bring you long-term satisfaction. Yes. So it's looking at that from a different angle, isn't it? It's challenging yourself to ask the questions. Why is it that I feel the need to to rescue somebody? What is it that it's giving me? Yeah. Where is that lacking elsewhere in my life would be something I'd ask. Totally. Mm.
1: This is so hard because, you know, we're bringing this topic up. And I think what I felt, I personally felt it was really important to be like, I have been a rescuer in my past because I think it's <laughs> so hard for people. This is a really, really hard thing to face. Um, I have felt at the mercy of or at the mercy of, being attracted to a certain type of person and fitting into this rescuer role because I'm not attracted to any other situation. So I have felt that. And I think it's really important to kind of get up on the soapbox and be like, I've been there because it's so hard to admit this. yeah, And because the person here you're hurting is yourself. So I've been there. And so, you know, if you're starting to, you know, it's not a shameful thing to start to identify with some of these things here. So
0: no, not at all. There's nothing in anything that we share that is... You know, good or bad or shameful or when we share things it's to bring awareness to say do you identify with this if you do do you want to do anything different are you happy with where you're at mm. and you we're always in choice okay so what we're highlighting here is actually being a rescuer isn't going to give you long-term happiness mm. and it's about trying to dig deep to see what else is going on what mm. are the reasons when you're in a relationship with somebody who has quite a lot of um, challenges themselves and you feel like you can't make some tough decisions because mm. they themselves won't be able to solve the problem all you're doing is to help them to perpetuate the problem so we're encouraging that is as, as Anna was alluding to before the weakness we're encouraging we're feeding it it's like those um I always remember watching these documentaries about really overweight people who are stuck in um beds and they can't get out ah, and mm. that generally there's a partner that brings them McDonald's mm. on a regular basis and mm. so they're kind of like you have this situation where you've got somebody that's feeding the problem and feeding the challenge so I think it's about just recognizing that am I helping somebody with their challenge or am I making that challenge bigger for them am Mm. I encouraging them with that challenge Mm -hmm. so it's just about taking stock of that and trying to understand it Mm -hmm. and I think a
1: good question to you might ask are you waiting for things external to yourself for your life to move forward are you always Mm. saying "Ah, you know I would do this we would take this trip I would change my career I would Mm. make this move but my partner is this and so I can't
0: yeah I like that. It's that whole thing, isn't it? When this happens, I can do that. Ah! So if you find yourself saying those words, it means that you're putting your life in somebody else's hands.
1: Which is so weird because as an enabler, you think, oh, I've got the power. But in yeah. fact, you have yeah. put yourself, you've externalized the locus of control outside of you.
0: Yeah. We're going Oof. deep today. <laughs>
1: yeah. And listen, and and I I have been there. I, you know, I yeah. have been there and I know what that feels like. I think we both do. Yeah. And to start to have this moment like, holy shit, I'm yeah. waiting for somebody else to give me permission here. Yeah.
0: I'll tell you where else it comes up a lot is in parenting. Ah, tell me more. Yes. So as parents, we do this all the time. Mm. So we're always rescuing children, like oh well you know they can't get up in the morning so I'll wake them up every day oh. at some point they're gonna have to wake themselves up like and I do this oh. I do this so my daughter will be going to university soon I oh. still wake up in the morning to go to school right now <laughs> oh yeah so I'm rescuing her every day I'm taking on that responsibility so that she doesn't have to ah oh. and all that does yeah. is enable that thought that she's not able to wake herself up
1: Ah, or like, oh, they can't do dishes. Oh, they can't take out the garbage. Yeah. I think a lot of parents end up working triple duty because they're doing all this housework. And yeah. and one of the things you've mentioned is stop being the victim in your household. Yeah. Start delegating work and, and don't yes. assume that your kids can't do stuff.
0: Yeah, but <laughs> there's also ridiculous. the rescuing when it comes to problem solving. Oh, yeah. So yes. when we jump in and rescue kids, then we don't ever teach them how to solve their own problems. Um, So I always remember like a time when the kids were in the playground and I remember reading an article that said you shouldn't be there behind them when they're climbing up the climbing frame, just waiting to catch them when they fall. Oh. And it sounds like really bad. You're like, well, I'm a parent. It's my job to keep them safe. But the reality is, if you allow them to take risks and to try things out and to test the water, and then if they get themselves into trouble, they have to get themselves back oh. down again, you're teaching them how to take risks, how to problem solve, how to not stretch themselves too far. You're not, what you're not teaching them is that you'll always be there to catch them when they fall.
1: Oh, Yeah. Well, I mean that makes perfect sense because in my 80s upbringing, my childhood, I remember being on this we we would have these unsupervised like 16-hour days where we would just be like screwing yeah. around in the you know, in children. the woods. Feral, yeah. I was totally feral. And yeah, I remember we, we were all up on the on the top of a barn roof, a very like must have been a three-story barn roof, and we were sort of sliding down the metal slats where we would sort of land on this smaller shed. And so I slid down the barn roof and I only at the last minute realized that I had gone too far and there was no smaller shed to catch me. So I, th- I fell down three stories. Um, mm-hmm. But I will always know now that when I slide down roofs, I will always make sure that I know that there's a smaller shed to catch me. I will not go sliding blind. <laughs> and I learned a lesson. And my parents weren't there. And I had a massive bruise in the entire amount of my thigh. But man, I learned that lesson. I would never have learned. You
0: know? <laughs> and tell me, how many roofs do you slide down nowadays, Anna? I, well,
1: I, I, I should do more. I really should do more. <laughs> oh, it's so true. Oh, I, I think love that lesson. Any modern parent would be like, what the hell? Were but that was the feral 80s childhood.
0: Yeah, that's right? how we lived, right? Yeah. Yeah. Children and seen, not heard.
1: Hell, yes. You were
0: out. You were out. You didn't. Yeah. Um, there was no mobile phone either, so there was no tracker. Oh, my God, no. When you think about it, we actually had a great childhood. Yeah. <laughs> it was really great. Here yeah. are all the modern parents trying to like um, get location tracking on their kids. Oh case. my God.
1: No. And my parents didn't care. We Absolutely. Were, they, you
0: know. No. I know. No. Yeah. They
1: had their own issues. It was a tough time for parents yeah. back in the 80s. I think it was just yeah. existential crisis. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So, so yeah. So there's that thing around um, rescuing. So we see it in relationships. We see it with uh, children. We see it in wow. work situations as well. Oh, so yes. it kind of creeps up in so many different scenarios. Yeah. But it's about being aware. And the antidote to rescuing is coaching. Aha! Uh-huh. Yes, bingo. So uh-huh. instead of rescuing somebody, you coach them to help mm. them to solve the problem themselves. Yeah. That
1: always starts with a curious question.
0: Yeah. So the teenager that comes running in saying, well, I've got 20 minutes and I need to be picked up and my top isn't clean. This is a regular thing that happens in my house. (laughs) Yeah. 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 (laughs) Like, what am I going to do? Yeah. Then as a parent, instead of jumping in and rescuing, Mm -hmm. the question back is, well, what do you think you should do about that? Mm. What options do you have? Oh, yeah. How do you think you could solve this problem?
1: (laughs) Oh yeah. And actually what's great is you could even sort of guide them in a quick guide, like take a breath, like center.
0: Oh yeah. Yeah. Definitely. There's some center. Good, good tip. Right. Yeah.
1: Because they're freaking out. And actually, so part of your coaching could be like, you know, you always make better decisions when your mind is clear. So let's first clear your mind. Let's take 20 seconds. Yeah. Yeah. Uh Uh-huh. I'm sure she'd be like, what mom, I just want (laughs) you to get another shirt. And you'd be like, you know,
0: clear your mind. There's another response you can use as well, which is, um, well, that's a bit of a first world problem. Not sure what you're going to do about it. Oh, See you. Yeah. <laughs> that one's less caring, although I have used it. Uh, although you
1: have used it. That's a great
0: one. Humor goes a long way in parenting teenagers, oh, I can tell you. Oh my gosh. And
1: Prosecco. <laughs>
0: oh yes, that too. <laughs> totally.
1: So let's say that you are in a situation where you're a rescuer in an intimate relationship. What? Yes might be a course shift that you can take. As opposed to your regular pattern of rescuing, what might be a way to coach your partner?
0: Yeah, I think it is. The first thing is the awareness that you are rescuing. Yeah. So it's understanding, am I jumping in here? Am I taking over? Do I feel the need to fix this situation? And I I can definitely be a bit of a fixer. And totally. I had an interesting conversation the other day, which reminded me that I don't need to fix things all the time mm. apparently I just need to listen sometimes ah <laughs> imagine thought, that. okay um mm. so yeah so it's about listening it's about really picking up on those cues and and then having a choice then isn't it about saying mm. okay let's take a moment and then maybe even just try one or two questions that you have mm. in the back of your mind mm-hmm. which is okay well you know what would you like to do about that or even asking the question how can I Help with that, ah. so it's not jumping in and rescuing, because ah. often the answer that comes back to that question is, well, "I don't really need any help. I just need to talk about it."
1: Yes. Oh or heck, yes, yes. I
0: just need five minutes to settle things down, or I just need you to be there just in case. So it's kind of knowing you've got that oh, safety net. Yeah. So, you know, just asking, having a range of questions, I think, just to deploy, rather than switching into that autopilot, which would generally say, okay, I need to fix this. What can I do? Switching Mm. into crisis mode to solve the problem.
1: Oh, I love it. Okay, so Mm -hmm. let's apply this to sort of middle of the road. Uh, situation where one might find themselves a rescuer let's say somebody's partner is just really dissatisfied with their job and they haven't made any movement on this for months or years they're just chronically dissatisfied how do you (laughs) and they're cribbing all the time and just all that negative energy right yeah so how as a rescuer can you step out of the rescuer role and empower yourself and Mm. your uh, and your partner yeah in job dissatisfaction.
0: I can feel my rescue coming. Uh, ha, ha, <laughs> I'm ha. literally, I'm getting my yep. cape out of the bag right yep. now and I'm putting the cape on. That's how I feel yeah. when I that scenario. So it is really yep. difficult because you instantly, as human beings, we do genuinely want to help other people as well. Mm-hmm. So... You know, some of the re- the part of the rescuer is, is well intended. We're not saying that it's all a, a negative yeah, act. It's, yeah. There is some good intention behind that because we want to make the world a better place. Yeah. And especially where you've got an intimate relationship, you generally want your partner to be happy. So it can be really tough when you're faced with that situation yeah. and all you hear is, is the kind of the negative, um, talk and the negative energy that surrounds it. Cause mm-hmm. it's really difficult not to get sucked into that. Yeah. So I think there's a couple of things to think about. So if I was going to ask some more coaching style questions, Mm. I would ask, I've noticed over the last few months that when you come home from work, you're really not in a good place. Mm. And I've noticed that that kind of lingers for quite a while and it's starting to tip over and we're seeing it on Mm. a regular basis. I really don't like you being this unhappy. Mm. Have you noticed anything? Have you noticed mm. a change? Is there something going on? Is there something that you want to talk about? Mm. So asking some of those questions, really being interested and curious about what's happening for mm-hmm. your partner. The rescuer would say, okay, this isn't working. It's been three months. You're miserable as sin. I can't deal with this anymore. Let's get a piece of paper out. Let's look at all the places where you could apply for a job.
1: Yeah, let's get your resume tuned up. Yeah. Yep, yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Let's get your LinkedIn profile. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And those are those are not helpful. <laughs> those will not yeah. lead anywhere.
0: So the yeah. rescue bag goes straight for the plan, the action plan, <laughs> the flip chart, and the colored pens come out and we're there, kind of mission operational. But... It could be that actually your partner doesn't need to leave the job. It could be that they've got a particular relationship that's not going so well Mm -hmm. and they maybe need some mediation. Or Mm -hmm. it could be that actually do they need to look at a department transfer? Could Mm. they say, "I'd, I'd really like to move to a different team? It could be that the work is super boring and they're just sick to the back teeth of doing it yeah. so they might ask for more responsibility or to take on a project or to get involved in some charity work um, yeah so yeah. it could be without knowing exactly what the problem is and without exploring that we will jump to a conclusion of how the problem needs to be solved yeah. based on our view and our lens and our own experiences
1: yes that's so true I
0: think I should be a coach, you know.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I think you're really good at this. You should think about that. You should. (laughs) (laughs) That's so funny. So what if at the end of the conversation or at the end of many conversations, you realize your partner is choosing to stay stuck, is choosing to stay unhappy, Mm -hmm. that they are not interested at this moment in taking the pain of changing and they like the pain of where they are. How do you step out of the enabler role, And say, I'm not going to wait for my partner to be happy for me to be happy.
0: Yeah. And it's a great point because that's exactly what you do need to do. Mm -hmm. So it's about letting go of their emotion. Mm -hmm. Your happiness is not linked to their happiness. Mm -hmm. And we all go through different phases in our lives, like generally now we're going to live somewhere between sort of 70 and 100 Mm -hmm. that's a long time right (laughs) yeah yeah there's a lot of shit going to go down between that period yeah some of that is going to be really really positive some of it less so Mm -hmm. and we all we are all going to go through these peaks and these troughs and part Mm -hmm. of being a in a solid partnership and a solid relationship means that it's okay for your partner to be upset about something Mm -hmm. and you not to take that emotion on
1: yeah Oh, this is a big, big, yeah, this is a game changer, hey? Mm-hmm. And I, I think there's also, so we experienced it in our coach training, and there's people who mm-hmm. might be doing some mindfulness courses, some yoga, themselves doing some meditation, where they actually reach a higher level of enlightenment, and they start to become hyper aware of all the the misery around them yes. and they want to fix everybody yeah. um they, so they go into super savior mode like well if mm. i'm now at sort of at a higher realm and a higher plane i want everybody else to join me yeah. and the hardest part is actually no if people don't want to change let them be where they are they don't mm. have to come up to the same level of
0: enlightenment yeah. and that can be tricky yeah completely so we have to practice acceptance because trying to push against things that are never going to change is only ever going to bring your heartache and it's only ever going to drain your energy so when we're there trying to we see a lot in the when people are stuck in the past so they're trying to change the past we're trying to change history we're trying to um, get rid of dysfunctional relationships we can't do that Mm -hmm. so we have to accept that those things have happened, we have to accept that where we are today is where we are. Mm. And sometimes we have to let some of those things just sit for a while. Mm -hmm. Mm
1: -hmm. Yeah, that's like a, for an enabler, that moment of just being is... It's super hard.
0: Yeah, totally hard. Super hard, yeah. Yeah. Whew. I feel like we should slip into some meditation now.
1: Yeah. (laughs)
0: Yeah. I feel like there's some processing time needed. Listeners, feel free to just pause the recording right now and um, just take some time to digest everything that's just been shared. Yeah. Yeah.
1: I like that. Yeah. Mm
0: -hmm. They get the power to do that. We don't. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) We need to carry on with this recording. We have to get our shit together. Yeah.
1: (laughs) So what's awesome is we don't Uh, prepare these podcasts because we like to... Be able to pose our these questions and these and these topics without premeditation, so we can really get our truth kind of yeah. to bubble up. And mm. I believe this is sort of the mat. This this hot topic has brought this magic out because yeah. I never knew that this would sort of go here.
0: No, me neither. Actually, yeah, <laughs> I'm quite surprised. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> but I've enjoyed it
1: absolutely. Yeah. yeah, as an enabler, I think the biggest truth that is so scary is that you don't need anybody else's permission to accept. Yeah. And to make your own decisions, not waiting for other people to make their decisions. Be happy to yes. be able to go into recovery, to be able to change a habit. You're yeah. the truth of it is that it's all in your hands. You have enough information to be able to chart your own life.
0: Yeah, but we forget that as human beings. Mm-hmm. And the enabler
1: role is a really convenient way to kind of hinge all of the control in our life to somebody else's actions, yeah. whether or not they choose to tolerate a situation, whether or not they choose yeah. to adopt change or not.
0: It's a bit like running a relay race, isn't it? And handing over the baton. Mm. But the baton doesn't need to stay handed over forever. Uh-huh, you can uh-huh. rejoin the race anytime you want.
1: Oh, I love it. Yes. No, Hello. I where that just came from. <laughs> Sarah on the mountaintop what
0: some days I surprise myself
1: oh shit this is great I love it I love it
0: wow I feel like we could talk about this topic for ages, actually yeah Um, this this came out of left field yeah it did but I do feel like we need to jump to the question yes yeah yes that was a pleasure
1: all right so
0: okay wow thank you yes (laughs) thank you we're gonna mix it up a bit now with a question that is just gonna turn it all on its head good (laughs) so this week's question is oh brace yourself and brace yourself (laughs) Okay.
1: okay i'm ready
0: okay i kissed a guy whilst drunk on a night out should i tell my partner
1: Oh, God. <laughs> Who hasn't this happened to? <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, lockdown escapees have got a lot to answer. Oh, <laughs> my
1: gosh. Well, that's exactly right. Exactly. exactly. Yeah. Oh, OK, well, so other than getting COVID testing. <laughs>
0: <laughs> we were talking about uh, COVID oh. testing the other day and how... Oh. Um, it actually meant that a lot of people had to admit to some affairs. Yes. So they were asked, did yes. you swap bodily fluids with anybody else? Oh. They had to provide a list. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, my God. That's hilarious. So,
0: yeah. 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 Wow. All right. So I, I bet this situation happens way more than you think. Uh, hell yeah. Yeah.
1: I have personally yeah. been there. Yeah. I'm trying to oh. think if I have.
0: I'm sure I probably have. Of course
1: I have. Yeah. Multiple times. Yeah. I was obviously younger, mm. just because like, cool stuff like this doesn't happen to old folks <laughs> like me. But you never know, we're going to Fort Lauderdale. So pff, who knows? Who
0: knows? your dancing shoes out, and who I, knows what yeah. might happen? <laughs> I, you know, I
1: really don't want to say goodbye or close the door to this sort of experience. In my 40s, I still wish that in my 50s, 60s, or 70s, I might run into the situation where... Kissed a guy when I was out, <laughs> drunk. Oops. This is the spice um, of life. I, I really want to say this. Like, if you're doing this, you're having a good life, right?
0: All I'm saying is, Anna's husband doesn't listen to the podcast. He it's doesn't do a good job right for now. For a super
1: good reason. Yeah. He's like, <laughs> I wouldn't be able to take the heartache. <laughs> oh. Okay. So, this is a normal situation. I what think do you it think? is a
0: normal situation. Mm-hmm. It's a real hard one, isn't it? Because on one level, you might say, well, it was just a kiss. You were drunk. Doesn't mean anything. Blah, blah, blah. But then on another level, is it still betrayal? Well, I
1: mean, so the thing is, is like, what did it, what did it mean for you? Yeah. It's often, you know, um, alcohol or other substances can often take the brakes off of things, but there might be a motivation mm. underneath that. And is it the worst yeah. thing in the world to admit, yeah, I was, I was really craving for some passion? Mm. it may not be in all cases but is it possible for you yeah. that you
0: know yeah I guess that it is about examining why did it happen mm-hmm. is there something else is there more to yeah. it is there something I'm missing that I haven't got yeah maybe
1: I mean it doesn't harm us to say am I living the passionate life the intimate passionate life yeah. that I want to to yourself do it's I not need har- more
0: flirting in my
1: life yeah do I need more <laughs> touching of shoulders and such yeah
0: Do I need more practicing at flirting? Yeah. Yes, you do, Anna. (laughs) Yeah,
1: (laughs) I certainly do. I'm being held after class, guys. (laughs) Oh, she is. No shame in that.
0: (laughs) None whatsoever. Everyone needs a bit of support. (laughs) Yeah.
1: But, so what's the harm in getting, like, if you can't be honest with yourself, you know, there's so many sort of values and, you know, morals that we, you know, we first jump to this question, the last part of the question is like, should I tell my partner? But like... Isn't there space to just be a, take a really honest look inside yourself? Be super, super honest with yourself. What's the harm?
0: I think there is, but I've still got this morality kind of set in front of me that I can't get beyond. For me, this yeah. the fact that you've done something that maybe you shouldn't have done, and not having the kind of the honesty in a relationship. Um, I think that's a bit yeah. that I'm struggling with, but I can see how it how it will can happen I see like why it happens yeah and I think you're right it is about it's not about focusing on the you know should I disclose what I've done or not although that is important to consider but it's about understanding why did it happen is there more to this than just I was drunk and didn't really know what I was doing
1: yeah and and might that then inform the way that you share this with your partner yeah because I mean to be honest like if you have a an agreement of monogamy you pretty much should have a conversation with your partner and it sounds yeah. it sounds horrible but not sort of in a confessional sort of way but in a way that like we always aim to try to make a relationship stronger so what yeah. does this event inform you about you about your relationship about mm. your values what you want in life in your life if your purpose is being fulfilled Uh, But most certainly, yeah, not to take the spotlight away. Like if you commit a crime against the contract of monogamy, then yeah. I mean, you you have to pay a ticket. Like, you know, here in New York City, like if if you park in the wrong place, you get a ticket. And yeah, you can go to court and you can say, oh, this, that. But they'll still charge you. You still have to pay the ticket. So, you know.
0: um, Yeah, it's been put in the doghouse, isn't it, for a little while? Yeah. Because you will be for this. You'll be in the doghouse. (laughs) Yeah. There's also an element of... trust rebuilding isn't there as well that we need to go on I think as a result of this I do remember somebody I can't remember how this conversation came up but there was somebody who was married for for a long time and um and this situation came up where their wife did confess and said look I may or may not have I was a bit drunk and I can't really remember Mm -hmm. but I might have done and it was interesting obviously they then had to take a view then well what do I do with this information Mm -hmm. and it it does depend I think on where you are in your relationship how long you've been together if you've got responsibilities together if you've built a life together Mm -hmm. is there anything else that's happened that's rocked the boat is it an individual single event so it's trying to to unpick some of that isn't it but you're right you need to have that thought process and go through some of that process yourself, because otherwise, if you go straight to confession, just because that's going to make you feel better because you've mm. told your other half, mm. you're probably not prepared for what's going to come back. Mm. Yeah, because you won't have the answers because you focus so much on confessing.
1: Yeah. Oh my gosh, that's so true.
0: Mm.
1: Yeah, that's that's really true. I think the thing that's sticking is that, you know, we paint. So this question comes and it's like a a single isolated incident. I kissed somebody when I was drunk. I mean, in my, in the reality is usually you've actually shagged somebody. And usually it's not just (laughs) once. It's multiple times, right? Like, (laughs) I just want to call this question out. It's very sweet, but like,
0: it wasn't. (laughs) Yeah. No, I mean. Were you naked while you were kissing? Yeah. (laughs) That's the question. Yeah. Yeah.
1: What kind of bodily fluids for exchange? I look, I just know real life, I know human beings, I know where I've where I've been. And it never is usually once. And it's never usually just contained mm. to a kiss. And it's just it's always more. And mm. so the thing is it's the it's the iceberg under the water where I, I think it's really important to just first look down and say, what am I desiring in my life? Yeah. And what is this? behavior of mine telling me about what I want and need Mm. or do I have issues maintaining monogamy like or do do I have issues with self-confidence or Mm. you know past traumas that I need to get over to be able to really commit to my partner are these acts an act of rebellion because I just simply do not want to be told what to do I don't like being told to be monogamous and so I want to sort of rebel against that there's so many things yeah but it's never just one kiss
0: (laughs) (laughs) i want to know more now like i need to know more (laughs) (laughs) i need to know what really happened (laughs) yeah
1: well that's the thing right under every question i and i learned this as a physician like you know if a patient tells me a story i can always assume that that's just the tip of the iceberg because when when you talk to your doctor about something when you ask a question when you even admit something to yourself you're always going to underplay something because you don't Mm. you don't want to you don't want to say the words you don't want to So my job is always to assume that there's more going on than what somebody is letting on, even to themselves. Mm. And that's why I'm like, well, let's dive, let's dive deeper than the shallow end, folks.
0: Oh, she's gone deep. I know, (laughs) I know. Oh, yeah. It's a deep podcast today. Oh my gosh, what are we doing? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: But I think, you know, shifting forward, I think the question comes from saying, like, I am conducting myself in a way that makes me... Ashamed because mm. of some agreement that I've made with my partner, yeah. what should I do? Like, should yeah. I tell them is like that question, but like, what should I do? So, you know, obviously, this person is reaching out with like a, I don't know how to reconcile my behavior with what I've mm. promised my relationship.
0: Yeah. And maybe it is just you know, going back to that kind of acceptance and sitting with something for a little while before Mm. you have any knee-jerk reactions. Also, Mm. I would say, have some compassion for yourself. Uh Because when we get shame, all the compassion and forgiveness goes out the window. And we seem to think that we need to beat ourselves up about something for yeah. a long period of time rather than accepting that we are all human beings yeah. and we do sometimes do things that maybe we didn't mean to and we made a mistake and yeah. we're allowed to forgive ourselves for that.
1: Yeah, because there are no mistakes actually. Yeah. Yeah. And this is all teaching us something like what is this tendency trying to tell us mm. about you, about how you work, about what you want in your life, about your relationship? Yeah. Is there a pattern where, you know, you have noticed that this comes up every time you get, start to get close to somebody, to start mm. to commit to somebody? Do you sabotage? Is this your self-sabotage mm. mechanism? There's yeah. so many, so many things. Yeah, no shame. Like, what's this telling us?
0: Yeah, it's a deep question. <laughs> yeah. Mm.
1: But if it is just a kiss one night when drunk, that makes it a lot simpler.
0: See, that feels like it's lighter than the whole... Sex thing. (laughs) Yeah.
1: Yes. Yes. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Yes. So maybe a kiss is just a kiss.
0: Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's the starting position is to just take some time, Mm -hmm. forgive yourself, Mm -hmm. accept that what happened happened. Yeah. And then consider what it might have meant, why it might have occurred. And then what am I going to do as a result of that information? Yeah. Yeah. That's Mm -hmm. the process I would go through. Yes. Yeah. I like it.
1: Yeah.
0: And maybe uh, ring a friend for a chat. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> totally. Maybe try out your confession on somebody else first. <laughs> yeah. I love
1: it. Yes. Practice. <laughs>
0: <Yep>. <laughs> Before you go straight in. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's that whole thing. Well, I was thinking about saying this. What do you think about that whole kind of text confession thing? Yes, happens Between yes. friends. As you're trying to construct some sort of. Response to a situation. Yeah, just don't pick a rescuer to help you out on this one.
1: (laughs) Oh my gosh, because that rescuer might be like, "Do you want me to text them for you? Do you want me to have a conversation? (laughs) Do you want me to tell him? (laughs) (laughs) I'll tell Tell him him. you didn't mean it. (laughs) (laughs) Why don't I hit on him, get him drunk, get him to kiss me, and then we're even."
0: I love it. (laughs) Oh, God. It has not
1: been not thought about, is all I'm saying.
0: (laughs) Oh, yeah, absolutely. (laughs) Right? Oh, God. Wow, what a week.
1: What a week. I think we've learned a little bit more about ourselves.
0: I've definitely learned something, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I need to go and process this podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I need to process what just happened. Oh, gosh, no (laughs) kidding.
1: Yeah, it's funny because, like, you know, Listeners can be like, "Oh, that's a bit weird." I'm going to pause this because I need to think about that. But we're like live and running.
0: Yeah, and <laughs> we're, we're just, just like carry on. For-
1: yeah, yeah, <laughs> we just we just run with it.
0: Yeah, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Which proves
1: that like relationships can be tricky. These topics can be hard. They can hit really close to our to our soul, to our being, and they can be really mm. raw.
0: And things catch you off guard as well. So, yeah, this podcast didn't really. we're both quite surprised at the direction that it went in and some of the things that came up during the podcast and the discussion so it goes to show that um you know things do catch us off guard because we're human
1: oh my god yeah Mm. totally this is hard stuff Mm. but it's the essence i think of living it is Yeah, yeah absolutely yeah
0: so um so you're gonna stay behind for your flirting class
1: I need a lot of work
0: we're gonna let the listeners go in a minute and um and then after flirting class you're gonna go and pack some bags and and go and prepare for your holiday
1: yeah find out where my suitcase is yeah (laughs) you center myself so that I actually can go through an airport line and not be like a less than human yeah (laughs) learn to conduct myself in public again yeah And I'll report back next week.
0: Yeah, can't wait. Yeah. I hope you have a fantastic time.
1: Well, thank you. And I hope that Mm. sun beach weather, sundress weather is soon to hit Jersey. As soon as possible.
0: Something better break (laughs) soon. Seriously. (laughs) Oh my gosh. I am done with this. (laughs) Done and done.
1: Yes, I am. Enough of the blustery winds.
0: Yes. Mm. (laughs) All right. right. So till next week.
1: Till next week.